Welcome to Grit and Gravitas with Anne and Annie, bringing you savvy, spirited stories of success. We're excited to deliver 30 minutes of inspiration, impact, and goodness. We'll be bringing you guests and friends from around the country who have very special work and personal journeys. I'm Ann Dieter Gallagher, your co-host with Annie Carnathan, and this is Grit and Gravitas. Let's go. Back in the Grit and Gravitas podcast studio, it's a highlight of my week. We have a super special guest, Annie Carnathan. I don't think you have met this Wonder Woman, um, goddess of fun. I don't know. I heard that. I heard that, uh, and it wasn't self-proclaimed in our our pre-podcast. I'm promoting it because my ribs already hurt from laughing. This is one of the most engaging smiles, sparkle in her eyes. She walks in. She looks like a million bucks. Like. This is my kind of girl. This it right here. And I just met her. She embodies savvy, spirited stories of success for women. We are all about um, shortening the learning curve for women. Suzanne Graney, welcome to, I want to say episode 24. We might we might confuse ourselves with that. A lot. Yes. It's A lot we're of deep into the double digits. So we're excited about that. And this 30 minutes is going to fly by. Suzanne Graney is executive director of the Four Diamonds. So... Anyone living and breathing has heard of Thon, and the Penn State alumni community is what the largest in the world, Suzanne. That's correct. Okay, largest so uh, Suzanne is a powerhouse executive, and one of the very uh, the people on one hand that I recommend that if you know nobody else in Central PA, you got to connect with Suzanne Greeny. Her energy is phenomenal. No, oh. so <laughs> you ladies from, are making me blush. <laughs> But I got to go down one rabbit hole already. Yes. yes. But um, our very own Liz DeLuce directed Thon at Penn State and talk about a commitment. And, and she works cause. at Universal Media. Absolutely. She's okay. a superstar. And so we know Thon very, very well. Yeah, every year, the students that are leading Thon just Un- blow unreal. us away. Tons of work, Suzanne. their energy yes. and their dedication and their focus and their ideas and their creativity. At, you know, it makes all of us better. And the results. Yeah. Oh, no, phenomenal. Un- unbelievable. And that just is a little hint of the talent that's in Pennsylvania. And we want to talk about Suzanne... And I know you on a personal level, and it's super exciting. So we've already talked about like our cocktail parties we're going to have after the <laughs> not day drinking, but after the show, uh, some some evening. But give us a look for those who don't know your full story. Give us a little backstory to your ascension to executive director at Four Diamonds, and explain for us in a two second version difference Four Diamonds and Thon, and and what that whole umbrella means to Penn State. Why don't I start there? Because yes. you know that'll yes. help people to know what is what are we really talking about sure. with Four Diamonds. So Four Diamonds is a gift fund at Penn State University, and it is specifically dedicated to conquering childhood cancer. So we Amen. are helping kids who are fighting cancer at Penn State Health Children's Hospital. We are taking care of all the costs of care that is not covered by their insurance. And we are making sure that all sorts of specialty care providers are surrounding them as they're going through their cancer fight. Mm -hmm. And we're investing in innovative research. Our goal is to conquer childhood cancer. And we know that we won't do that if we don't find new ways to treat cancer and make the current treatments less toxic. 
So Thon is one of our fundraising partners, and we are coming up on our 45th year oh together. Wow. Oh, my word. Four Diamonds will have its 50th anniversary wow. in 2022. The 50th Thon will happen in February of 22. Uh, so we, we have a huge year ahead of us and a I'm lot sure of exciting do. things up our sleeves. I'm sure um, you do. Yeah, but that's, I mean, really, that's the primary difference between the two. Thon is the student-run initiative that is our dedicated partner, and about 60 to 65% of our funding wow. is raised by those 16,500 Penn State students that give so much of their time and energy every year. And then our other fundraising was modeled after Thon. It's a K-12 program right. called Mini-Thon. And before the pandemic, we were in close to 300 schools in five states, um, raising phenomenal amounts of money. And we just this month launched our third signature fundraising program. Oh, tell us. It's called Play for the Kids. And it is for all alumni and interested parties and Four Diamonds families to join us take time out of Childhood Cancer Awareness Month mm-hmm. in September yeah. to play like a kid to raise money for the kids. Because when you are a kid fighting cancer, you don't get to have some of your typical play right, activities right, are limited. Right. How so cool. it's a way for us That's to honor so cool. their fight and continue to raise money to make sure that no child has to go through this in the future. No, that's awesome. You are the perfect brand ambassador for that story. I mean, your your deep experience, your contagious energy. Um, we forget about that. Those of us who have children and grandchildren, if you're not in that space and I've you know, had the honor of touring the Children's Hospital, I understand the incredible work that the healthcare professionals and the teams from the chemo duck, all those people um, surrounding a, a child going through probably the worst situation, safe to say, of their entire life. And you do it so expertly and in a way that it um, brings a sense of positivity, which absolutely has to impact healing in, oh, their, in their journey. it definitely does. You know, one of the most beautiful things that I've gotten to see is the emotional support that oh, yeah. comes um, from all levels of our community and specifically from the Thon students mm-hmm. to the families who are fighting and to watch those very real relationships form yeah. and watch that support happen um, I love Brene Brown, and she has a phrase that um, talks about community is really about shared joy and shared pain. And I think it's such a great description of what happens at Four Diamonds and Thon and Minithon. You know, we go on um, this exploration of what does it look like to have cancer and how do we support each other and show up to celebrate the really good things and also to show up to help through the, the really struggles. hard things. Yeah. So I, I, you know, adopted that phrase that she coined and I love it as a description of what it is that we do and why our community is so special. And I think, you know, as a mom and my son participates at Bishop McDevitt and it is just a tremendous, it, it does, it gives you chills to see kids that, that, that are healthy working this hard to maybe help the people that aren't. But I think as a mom, how agonizing it is, not maybe the physical part of it, but it might as well be the physical part of it when your child is sick and in that battle and, and the collateral damage to everyone in the family has to be extraordinary. Yeah. I mean, it's not a surprise that facing 
cancer at any age is a challenge, whether you're an adult, whether you're a child. Right. Um, and it then magnifies even more when you have a child as a parent, you're worried about the financial implications. You're worried, am I in the right place? You're worried, how do siblings right, fit into right. this? How do I Are manage? they getting attention? Are they getting right. care? I mean... Yeah, it's a really complicated scenario for any family in any situation to walk into. And one of the um, care providers that we fund is a staff psychologist. And part of his time is about um, looking at our families and saying, hey, Everybody has stuff that goes on in their life. And when your child is diagnosed with cancer, that stuff doesn't go away. So if there were challenges at school or financial problems or marital problems or any myriad of things that any household could be facing, that doesn't go away. In fact, that actually heightens during that time and escalates. doesn't take that away. It adds to it exactly. in a significant way. So, you know, to be able to take away some of the pressures from families so they can yeah, focus on their blessing. child, it's such a gift. And, you know, the, the money makes that possible, but really it's the love and that spirit of hope um, that continues to drive us to look at additional programs, new ways to help our patient population and their families. And it's because of the support of our community that we're able to do that. So it, it's right. really a joy. She she is the perfect brand. Of, I told you, could you bottle this? Yeah, so how, 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 does, how does this happen? Take me back a little bit because I don't know your story. Sure. And I like how does somebody end up to me in the perfect place? Yeah, there are moments um, that I have been at Fawn that I've kind of had, you know, feeling wash over me and think, there are seven and a half billion people in the world. How did I get to do this? I um, get how you yeah. did to do it, but I want to hear how you got yeah, to do it because you know, it's extraordinary. I um, was really focused in nonprofit communications early in my career, and that's just like where the job market led me. Where were the opportunities? So I had some experience in um, doing, like, really, I was always a one-person shop and had to learn as I was going, figure out Great difficult training. challenges. Like your story, yeah. training. It really is good training. I, I, we'll talk a little bit yeah. about the vitamin that comes out of that, <laughs> yes. you know, because you can put a lot of pressure on right. yourself to think you have to do everything, yeah. too. Um, but... It was really excellent training. So I got to do brand work. I got to do media relations. I got to do a lot of writing, program creation. I had a very brief stint in um, government. I was a director of communications for a U.S. congressman during 9-11 and the aftermath. Well, talk about um, trial <laughs> by fire. A primer right? for, yeah. for now. Yeah. So Good. that led me to say, you know what? I don't think media relations is the place for me anymore. Um, I really got a little burnout and I said, I'd like to be non-essential staff for a while. <laughs> so <laughs> that led me to um, an opportunity to use my skills in a fundraising capacity. Yeah. So I worked at WITF for yeah. about seven years and had really phenomenal, yes, yeah. with Kathleen and Mike Greenwald yeah. and really people that took me under their wings to say, here's a really excellent training opportunity. My job changed just about every year that I was there. I was given a new thing to try, a new great. way to grow, which was phenomenal. Kept stretching you. It did. Absolutely. Yeah. It made you a Swiss Army knife. Yeah. And, you know, the power of the network. Somebody mentioned to me, hey, your name came up in conversation um, for some openings that are right. at, um, at Penn State Hershey at the time. And 
It was just the right fit at the right time when I heard that the Four Diamonds, the previous director had been there about a decade, that she had just left. And this role was one of the things that they were looking to find their next talent for. I said, it's it's that or nothing. You yeah. know, so if I'm you gonna if it. I'm gonna leave, it's gonna be yeah. for this. And I just knew in my heart from the very first conversation that that was where I was supposed to be. What a high move. Good for you. Well, and I think it's really important, Suzanne, to to not run from something. Agreed. demonstrably more important to run to something. I absolutely agree. Big difference. There are times in life where you have to make a decision to say, okay, this is not healthy for me. I have to walk away. But absolutely, if if you have that opportunity to say, and, and to really know yourself, what do you love to do? What um, do you want to mm-hmm. do to make an impact? And what are the sectors within our society where those opportunities exist? Right. I had gone through some of that personal exploration when I shifted into fundraising. I knew that education and media and health and the arts were really important to yeah. me. So I narrowed my search into those areas saying like, those are really the industries that excite me. So it helped me to then continue as I was, you know, as that opportunity came up to say, okay, this really matches a lot of what I love. And in the sidelines, in the background, as the career was growing, I was doing a lot of volunteer work with youth leadership programs. So I had this really beautiful confluence of what I love to do professionally matched up with what I was doing as a volunteer um, with Hugh O'Brien Youth Leadership. I had run their local seminar. I had opportunity to run the program for their world conference. And when I saw this opportunity at Four Diamonds, it blended the communication pieces, the marketing pieces, the development pieces, and the student leadership piece. So your passion project turned into your So much like she willed it. She willed it to to appear because she worked so hard at what that would look like. And because I think a lot of people are going, should I stay or should I go? It's always more comfortable to stay. Wherever that is, whether it's well, that energy is not going to stay. Yeah, yeah. you, you got to find your find your perfect position. Well, and one of the really interesting things that happened that first um, year at Thon, I had been in my role about five months, and I was you had know you've been to excited. a Thon before. I had. I, okay. I graduated from Penn State. I didn't oh. start my college career at Penn yeah. State, but I I ended my uh, undergrad at Penn State. So I had seen Thon, sure. and I had gone back because a couple of the students that. I got to know through the youth leadership program yeah. were leaders in oh, good. fun. And I had seen it in the in Rec Hall and I had yeah. seen it in the White Building when I was a student, but I hadn't seen it in the Bryce Jordan yeah. Center. And that is a whole different ballgame. Sure it is. The energy, just the music and the color and um, the, the sound. It's people. just <laughs> the best description I've come up with is it is the largest display of human kindness you will ever see and experience That's great. at one time. That's great. Yeah. yeah. But I I had this moment that weekend where like my whole career kind of clicked into place in my head, almost like they were dominoes that went click, 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 click. Oh, all of these pieces now make sense. That yeah. you know, at times I thought this this piece may not have been in line, what was that leading me towards? Right, All of it, right. I feel pretty strongly, was leading me to the role um, that I was in. And, yeah. and it's expanded greatly during the time. We were a three-person shop when I arrived. And um, when fully staffed, we have three paid interns that work with us. We're a 20-person shop. 
That's amazing. Um, so there was a lot but of growth like, that you know, happened. You're really like a corporation now. So you you knew my history. So the um, two of my three sons were presidents of their fraternity and danced at Thon. So I've been on the floor with them. It is, it's one of those experiences when you go, you feel like I have to tell everybody. Like everybody needs to know what is going you on. You become here. evangelical. Well, absolutely. And, you know, students, college students get a bad rap, what they're known for. Do they all just go party? Are they all aimless and nobody, they're graduating with degrees they can't use? And you suddenly are immersed in this experience like, oh, well, if they even brought a portion of that energy and passion and drive to the business world, oh, wow. Well, you know, we'd be off to the races in every single industry. So well, and you can see why I've hired several yes, of them when yes. we've had opportunities. Um, we have several uh, alumni who come out of being in leadership roles in Thon who have served as um, full paid interns for a year with us. We've had several opportunities to then translate that into full-time roles. And I think right now on our staff, we have at least three full-time staff members who were leaders in Minithon and Thon. And our interns just started no, recently and they all have experience in Minithon and Thon. And I would say to any, well, even high school students too, but any college student in college now uh, should do some sort of volunteer service because those are transferable skills. Absolutely. And when you go to your job interview or you go to Universal Media, you know, Four Diamonds, Dieter Gallagher Group, when we see that kind of uh, execution of leadership, it doesn't have to be that you were the, you know, the committee lead, but that you showed up and you, you uh, spent time doing something that wasn't tied to a salary and you were able to get other people join you. You know, we often say there's a few people I would march into battle with. If, if people would march into battle with you, that's a pretty good sign you have some leadership capabilities. But for you, Suzanne, to train the next generations uh, to be ready and willing to do that, they could go anywhere in the world and use those skills. It's a beautiful opportunity to have a chance to work with the students who have already demonstrated that they are excelling. The students that I work most closely with are on the executive committee. Yeah. So there's 17 of um, these leaders who have come through the ranks um, doing other roles throughout their uh, college experience. Yeah. And then to get to coach them on things like branding and right, storytelling right. and how do we align what we're doing and what are best practices in fundraising? What does a sustainable fundraising operation look like? And how do we make those incremental changes to improve what they're doing? How do we use data? How do we build oh, that's trust? Good. That's and good. Yeah, you know, the students have um, pushed the envelope so many times in technology. Mm -hmm. They're ahead of us. And I love that they forced me to continue to right. learn. They grew up in it. Absolutely, they did. And, the, and they have expectations, as they should, about the ease of using um, digital payments mm -hmm. or right. how how to use text to give. What what app do we need? You know, what does a secure online page look like? All of that um, bubbles up right. from them and continues to force us to, you know, use Stephen Covey's sharpen the saw. They, yeah. they force us to sharpen the saw all the time. And I just, I don't think it ever matters to me as a leader, Suzanne, in our organization, who has fresh eyes to look at what. And I think there has to be respect. There has to be boundaries. But, and we talked about this in a previous episode, our own organizations are our best chance to learn mm -hmm. and to, to question everything 
in the way to say, could we be more efficient? Are we using technology in the ways that are going to make it more efficient, better communication, not to replace people? Fundraising wouldn't happen without people. That's right. Most of everything in life doesn't happen without a human connection and interaction. But I love the fact that, that you're not sitting there going, oh, what do you know? Right? You know Thon, but you don't know. But it, so you're teaching. Absolutely. And it's learning to these impassioned disciples that are already all in on the mission. And it's just so wonderful to see them graduate and thrive. Oh, right. So to to watch what they're doing in their professional lives as they graduate and know that they are then going to take this spirit of giving and helping Mm -hmm. and caring on with them into the communities where they land professionally is really fantastic. Well, in your fundraising role, and I do it, you know, we've talked about this a hundred million times at the Salvation Army. So I'm chair of the board there. And that for me is, I've been on several boards and that is an easy, passionate request of people. Like if you, if I've spent any time with someone, they, I've probably already asked them, you know, do you want a tour of, of our new facility? Do you want to understand what our mission and vision is? Uh, do you want me to give you the the hard sell, which isn't, you know, they'll leave my presence and say, where, okay, stop, where do I sign? <laughs> <laughs> or they're but, not allowed to leave. <laughs> I know. But yours is a similar mission. Like, um, the world needs to know that we need to feed and clothe children and we have to stand in the gap for them. For yours, it's such an easy, I mean, I'm sure everybody you meet and the kids, like, you have to be part of this. We We have to stop. We have to find a cure to pediatric cancer. And once you share those stories, and I've, you know, been blessed to know uh, people going through that journey to experience, like, what else do I need to know to make a better ask to fundraise? I mean, nothing happens without money. That's just the, that's the reality. That is the bottom line. Uh, The money is important, right? But I would say... One of the key things that I learned, and I hope my boss is not listening because she'll be like, (laughs) what? It's not about the money. It's never about the money. It is about what is the problem we're trying to solve and can we match up somebody's desire? I I firmly believe that everybody wants to do something to help somebody else. I think everybody intrinsically has that desire, but they don't know how to do it. They don't know where to do it and what's meaningful. And that's our role. Can we invite everybody to satisfy that need to help somebody else? That's a great by perspective. Making that's a gift a and and helping um, our society to yeah. solve this problem. Yeah. No, I love that. I love that angle because then it does. You know, the money is the driver to the change. Right. It's necessary to have that in order for us to make the substantial changes that we need to make to increase survival rates, decrease right. complicated. Right. that come after treatment. Yeah, and I I think the money is the stake, but the sizzle is what that end result is of the money. And it could be used in a myriad of ways, but this is an extraordinary mission. Yeah, and I look at that money really not as dollars, but expressions of love. Good. Um, You know, because really every dollar that is given here is about caring about what happens to these children. And um, that's that's what I think is the most important and amazing part of what we do is how much love and caring right. well, goes into this. And then the money is 
one of the tangible expressions of that. It's the vessel. Right. She says it. I believe it. I have to tell you. (laughs) That's why she's in that role. I'm enraptured. (laughs) You know, and and, and I think what's gratifying for me is to see clearly this God given gift and skill set, but then the innate compassion. Yeah. She just, you know, you, Suzanne, like you're not in the room, exude what this is. And that confluence to your journey of everything that came together. I mean, you know, Ian, that's what we're trying to help everyone ultimately get to. Listeners, right. You know, is, is not to try to be someone else. Everyone else is taken, but, but honestly, and I think that innate, innate journey too, along with your passion is, is what do I love? What, what am I good at? Like you have to analyze that and it's not just a job because it's more money or it's not just a job because I'll stay, I, you know, I, I, I don't dislike them as much. I mean, that's it. What's going to make your heart sing in the time that you have? That is exactly it. You know, it's actually, I love that you use that phrase because that's yeah, one know. of my phrases yes. for me, yes. you know, and knows as that I singer. am a singer. So I didn't know what that. makes my heart there sing is absolutely one of my barometers for life. Yeah. Um, that's for sure. I would say one of the things that I've learned is the compassion has to also be to yourself as a professional, a as a person. Good point. That's a vitamin. Uh, yeah. yeah. That's and a vitamin, vitamin in. And that was hard learned. You know, when you're in a role that is really focused on others, others. figuring out the with way to deep take need. others with, with very just deep need. Absolutely. Need. Yeah. Is finding the way to validate your own needs and not and, lose yourself and in not it. lose yourself yes. in it, and take care of the things that you need also, and and to recognize self forgiveness when you've made a mistake. Good compassion for you know when you're tired, rest. Right. <laughs> you know, find the things that recharge you. Mm-hmm. Find the you know I call it my posse. Find your yeah. posse who energizes you. Your tribe. Your posse just got more directions. Exactly. <laughs> trust and and figure Um, out the ways to work that into your schedule. I have two of my friends that I've traveled with extensively, Mm. um, and we could talk about the 50 States adventure that happened. Um, But we talk twice a week, seven o'clock in the morning on Tuesdays and Thursdays. Sometimes we're taking a walk. Sometimes we're getting ready. Sometimes we are driving to work, whatever, wherever we are. We make that commitment to each other at a time that, you know, might not seem logical, um, but... That got us through the pandemic. I was going to say, like, that's a mental health It is our brain trust uh, component there. And one of the things, I just have to share this really quickly. So I travel a lot, and, and a lot of it's on a plane, un- unfortunately. And um, someone said, Annie, think of it like this. You know, when they do the safety check on the plane, their point is when the oxygen mask drops down, you have to put yours on first because you're not helping anyone if you're not breathing. It is absolutely yeah. and, true. Right. That adage and of you cannot pour you, from an empty cup. You, 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 you can't. And so that entire business vitamin, and there's probably several here, thank goodness, is, is filling, is keeping yourself full. And that has to be the recharge. That has to be the spirit. That has to come from the soul of being happy yes. and fulfilled. No, yeah. totally agree. Yeah. Totally agree. Um, so, so give us a synopsis of your uh, friend, your travel group, your women's uh, best friends travel group, and going to all 50 states. I know a little bit about that, but t- share with us what that was all about. Yeah, we well, we were trying to 
figure out where to go on vacation. And it was two of my travel friends who first said, you know, should we go to Europe? Should we do something? Well, we haven't really seen all of the United States. Let's let's go visit all 50 states. And <laughs> oh, no before, small order let's there. Let's do before we yeah. turn 50. Now, keep in mind, <laughs> that was four years before we turned 50. Yeah. So we Better set out on a grand adventure. Um, and Love that. Yeah, you know, part of it was by... Uh, car, by plane, by boat. Uh, we had connections with friends along the way. The generosity of people who opened their homes or left a key under the mat for that us so to use their cool. home while we yeah. were traveling was just incredible. We maximized every conference that somebody needed to oh go to. Word. We would all show up um, and <laughs> and use that hotel we're, room yeah. during that time period. And we're all here to learn. I'm exactly. Vegas Sunday. Come on down. <laughs> Precisely. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, our Vegas trip was crazy. We... <laughs> We spent we'll a little money on that episode. one. Yeah, that was yeah. a lot of fun. Um, spent a little or lost a little. We'll have that. We for didn't gamble. Show. We just, you know, we had a helicopter ride. We saw Barry Manilow. We saw oh Cher my, during a oh forty-eight-hour visit to Vegas, and we saw the Grand Canyon during yeah. that too. Not much sleep in that room. It was just for showering. But you know, even... I bet I know from following you on on Facebook that you dovetailed some of those with with the four diamonds and you connected oh, with, absolutely. was it donors out oh, there? And, sure. Um, you know, when I alumni? had an opportunity to meet with an alumni group that might not otherwise um, have a chance to meet in person, sure. I remember being in South Dakota and, you know, doing a little look up before I was going and seeing, oh, we've got some alumni from the College of Medicine and had a lovely uh, meeting with that donor while I was there. And being able to be present um, no, yeah. with people is such There's a gift. No out, out of a no uh, even meeting. So with your friends and that, that, um, that's so important. And we've learned that how important it is uh, coming out of the pandemic, but even meeting the business executives or other people in your person with your friends and, and having them be part of that. I bet that really cemented a, a special relationship too. Oh yeah. You know, we've had alumni groups that have been fundraising for Thon for a number of years that I had never had an opportunity yeah. to meet. So I was in Atlanta for a conference and I got to meet the group that plans oh, so Diamonds cool. Over Atlanta. Oh, um, that's cool. Yeah, which is fantastic. I was in New Orleans and I got to meet uh, alumni who were there that were doing fundraising the Las Vegas chapter. I had a dinner with uh, a bunch of alumni who were there that were doing fundraising for us. It, and you know what? That made it um, even deeper and more meaningful yeah. to be able to combine these adventures and um, also have professional purposes at times right, right. in the travels. I will say the the times that we traveled and none of us had a professional obligation, that's when, you know, we could all just really let our hair is down that when the goddess and of not fun have came to work. out. <laughs> well, the goddess of fun she is always there. Was the goddess of fun. <laughs> I just took one look at her. And, I know. Uh, <laughs> well, we, one we, of my we, friends says, well, Suze always brings the party. Yes, <laughs> yes. We are out of time. Yes, I know. Just and like I'm that. Sad. That was quick. Sad oh, that. it always is. And 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 so fun. So but. we already voted, you know, Suzanne, and, and so you're coming back too. There's <laughs> so much uh, It would more. be my pleasure. Oh, thank you. There's so much more we need to learn and, yes. and dig deeper and share with other younger women about how they could be involved in the four diamonds, what they need to know. Maybe they could be an ambassador wherever they are around the world, actually. Definitely. But lots of business vitamins, uh, pay attention to your own health, put your own oxygen mask on, uh, have fun, 
have a contagious energy, serve other, do something. Uh, well, your your work is your passion project, which you know is is so meaningful. But we thank you for sharing your time here at Grit and Gravitas. Badassery, right? Yeah. <laughs> we're going to introduce that word right That's here. That's our new <laughs> hashtag. I think it might be irreverent. I'm not sure if it's too irreverent, but we are uh, women in high gear, so there is a hashtag badassery it's element gritty. to that. It's gritty, and I'm oh, going to well, keep true. working on that. So I can still say that with my curls and still yes. say badassery. Okay, good. <laughs> and, the, and the Lord's okay with our, it. All, all right. Um, thanks to all the listeners. Share our podcast. Uh, we'd love to hear your feedback and share any fresh ideas. If you have a special someone you would like to join us in the podcast studio, we'd love to hear it. Join our tribe. Right. Help us. Thank you, Suzanne. Have a high gear day. Thank you, day. Thank to you meet Suzanne you. Graney. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening. It's our desire that these stories will bring energy, ideas, and fresh thinking that you can use today. Subscribe to our podcast and follow us on Instagram. And have a high gear day.